Here we go. You are listening to Rumination Tuesday, Law and Gospel. I'm Tom Baker. I'm with Pastor Mark Smith, and we're going to listen to the hymn, Awake My Heart with Gladness. the first two verses of Awake My Heart with Gladness. It was written by, wow, Paul Gerhardt. He died in 1676. And this was a wonderful hymn. German immigrants to America brought this and other beloved hymns by Gerhardt with them. But it was England with poets such as Francis, Elizabeth, Cox, Catherine Winkworth, and John Kelly, where a large number of Lutheran hymns were being translated. The translation, Awake My Heart with Gladness, originated with John Kelly, whose 1867 collection, Paul Gerhardt's Spiritual Songs, helped to make Gerhardt's hymns acceptable to English speakers. Whereas early Reformation hymnody proclaimed Luther's teachings universally and objectively, being careful to employ the collective pronouns we and us, Gerhardt's hymns were more personal, using the pronouns I and me. So this is a wonderful hymn Awake my heart with gladness. And I'm interested to know from Mark Smith, do you think this is a good hymn? Oh, I love this hymn. Yes. As much as I loved uh, uh, oh, the other hymn that we did two weeks ago, I love this as well. This is this, uh, one of my favorite Easter hymns. And I'll tell you, Paul Gerhardt, if I remember right, he lost so many loved ones out of his family. Um Yes. It was a time of war, and yet, and you could tell this is very personal to him. You know, he, uh, where he says, uh, "Now after gloom and sadness come forth the glorious sun." In other words, nothing, nothing would uh, destroy his hope in the risen Savior. It's a beautiful hymn. Notice the personal pronoun in the very first 
stanza. If you would read the first stanza, please. Yes. Awake my heart with gladness. See what today is done. Now, after gloom and sadness, comes forth the glorious sun. My Savior there was laid where our bed must be made. When to the realms of light, our spirit wings its flight. Wow. This is really a congregational hymn, for sure. Yeah. We awake our heart with gladness. See what today is done. What is done today? Well, after gloom and sadness comes forth the glorious sun. This, is, this uh, uh, of course, brings to mind those uh, fearless ladies making their way to the tomb early Easter morning when it was still dark. And, uh, of course, uh, the, the sun dispels all the darkness of the tomb. And uh, just as the sun rise, so the sun himself has risen. Our son of our Savior, son of our Lord. Uh, you know one thing about the, one thing about this hymn, Tom. I think the music has a lot to do with it. As you sing the last line, it, it goes up. When to the realms of light our spirit wings its flight, and uh, the, the the music scale seems to ascend at the same time. Really fits the words. Yes, this is often done in hymns where the melody actually fits the words. I, I have a real good organist I know. Every time hell is spoken of, he uses the deep bass of the organ to no play kidding. that part. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so you can tell that there. He says here, comes forth the glorious sun. And the word sun is spelled S-U-N. Yes. And... In referring to the resurrection of Jesus, you what think does it that's mean? talking about? The, you think that's talking about Jesus, uh, the Son of Righteousness, arise with healing in His wings, or is it talking about the Son that that gives us light in the early morning? Well, obviously, the Bible is full of metaphors. Yeah, thousands of them, or hundreds of them. And one of them is Jesus' resurrection is like the glorious sun because there was darkness for six hours on Good Friday. Yes. Remember, the sun was hidden. And we know that it's talking about Jesus because the very next line says, my Savior there was laid where our bed must be made. Now, how do you explain that to a child? Well... Just as Jesus was laid in the tomb, uh, you know, death is death is real in the sense that we too will rest in the tomb uh, for a time. Uh, what, but nevertheless, when we die, we go right to be with our our Lord Jesus. We're we're right with Him. This very day, you'll be with me in paradise. So even though our body rests in the ground, we go to be with our Savior right away. Yeah, I have a different understanding. Okay. My Savior there was laid where our bed must be made, and I'm thinking of Romans chapter 6 on baptism. Okay. Remember, when we are baptized, 
we are buried with Christ. Right, right. And therefore, that's where our bed must be made. Remember, there's going to be a lot of people who will never be buried because Judgment Day will come, and instantaneously they will be in the spirit with Jesus and in the body on that day of judgment. That's right. So their bed will never have been made in death, but it has been made in baptism. And yeah, where the what also is, happens in baptism, where, our spirit wings its flight. Right. We're also raised from the dead. Yeah, where the head is, so shall the body be. Yep. Christ is our head, and the church is his body. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. No one All comes right. to the Father but by me. Yes. Stanza two. The foe in triumph shouted when Christ lay in the tomb. But lo, he now is routed. His boast is turned to gloom. For Christ again is free in glorious victory. He who is strong to save has triumphed over the grave. Now that's interesting. This is where my organist I like would really be playing this in a deep bass of the organ when it talks about the foe in triumph shouted. You can only imagine the devil was that dumb yeah, that he didn't realize Jesus was going to rise from the dead. He was yeah, like he the disciples. That's right. He thought he'd won the battle. How yes. wrong he was. Yeah. Now, Lord, now he is routed, and his boast is turned to gloom. Now, the word routed may not be understood by children. How would you explain that? What synonym? Oh, let's see. Uh, scattered. Yes. He's, his, the, the, the foe is scattered. He's, he's uh, retreat. He's on the retreat. Well said. Yes. He no longer is before us accusing the saints day and night of our sins because that's one of the biggest temptations of Christians to think, I'm not going to heaven. I'm too big a sinner. Yeah, and we run into works. that. What was that? That's the way the devil works. Yes. He loves to whisper in our ears and remind us of all of our sins and wrongs. And he attacks our works. Okay. Right. Stanza three, please. This is a sight that gladdens. What peace it doth impart. Now nothing ever saddens the joy within my heart. No gloom shall ever shake. No foe shall ever take. The hope which God's own son in love for me has won. Paul Gerhardt had, this had to be personal for him, as many loved ones as he had lost in his family, and yet he says, he says, no gloom shall ever take, no foe shall ever, no gloom shall ever shake, no foe shall ever take the hope which God's own son in love for me has won. Nothing, nothing will separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And what is that hope that we have? The hope of forgiveness of sins, 
the eternal life and salvation, the hope of the resurrection. In fact, that is the promise that God gave to Abraham when he said that I'm going to be taking you home. He was really referring to heaven. And Canaan was just uh, a stop on the way. That's right. So we're going to still talk about the devil, and I'll do that with verse 4. Now, hell, its prince, the devil, of all their power are shorn. Now I am safe from evil, and sin I laugh to scorn. Grim death with all its might cannot my soul affright. It is a powerless form, however it rave and storm. But this is really well done in the English uh, that was done by John Kelly who died in 1890. And he did a number of translations of Gerhardt. But it says, now hell is prince the devil of all. Now it doesn't say his power. It says their power. Right. What does the their refer to? Well, all the, all the evil angels, all the devils, the, all of hell is destroyed. Yes. Yes. And all their power are shorn. There's another word that you'd have to explain to a child. What does shorn mean? Oh, cut, uh, cut, uh, uh, cut away. Yes, yes. It's separated from us, his power. And we are safe from evil. And sin I laugh to scorn. Now, can you give me an example of a time that you laughed at sin? Well, you know, uh, Tom, it's funny. As I read this verse, I'm, I'm, also, I'm not only thinking of Easter, I'm also thinking of Halloween. Because, you know, uh, some people say, oh, Halloween, that's, that's not an appropriate uh, holiday for us Christians. Because of what Christ has done by his death on the cross and his rising from the tomb, we can spoof the devil and all of his minions and all of his demons. We can laugh him to scorn. Yeah, we can make fun of the devil because he is beaten, and uh, we need not fear him any longer. You know, Halloween comes from two other words. Right. Making it up. Hallowed Eve. That's right. And, and, and that reminds us of the evening that's getting ready for Jesus coming into the world. Yes. And we can laugh to scorn when the devil attacks our sins because we can say, yes, I'm a sinner, but I deserve nothing but temple and eternal punishment. But I can laugh to scorn what you're telling me, devil, because Jesus has paid for my sins on the accursed tree. Yeah. Even death, even death with all of its might cannot my soul affright. Uh, Death, even though death is grim, there's still the grave. We still lay our loved ones to rest in in the soil. Nevertheless, uh, Christ has taken the sting out of death. It It is not the end. We will see our loved ones uh, again with him when we're raised, glorified. 
Yes. For example, you and I do not have any power to forgive sins, but we have the authority to forgive sins. Therefore, when we baptize an infant, death becomes a powerless form in that child. No matter how much it may rave and storm as the child grows older and is taught by the parents about the blessed end that every believer in Christ will have. And that's what this hymn is all about. Yeah, the sting of death is removed. Yeah, in a sense, that's the first word of the hymn. Awake my heart with gladness. What heart is being awakened? Hmm, my heart. It's, it's Paul Gerhardt saying, my heart. Awake my heart with gladness. See what, see what today has done. Uh, Good Friday, it, it, the, the grim cross, the blood of the cross, all that is, is past. We're now redeemed. And there is a different heart. Remember what David asked for? Create. In me a clean heart, O God, renew a right spirit within me. Good point, Tom. That's the heart that has gladness. That's right. Because it's inspired by the Holy Spirit to believe the promises of the resurrection. That we too, at our baptism, not only are buried with Christ, but we're also risen from the dead because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. All right, if you would read stanza five. Okay, the world against me rages, its fury I disdain. Though bitter war it rages, its work is all in vain. My heart from care is free. No trouble troubles me. Misfortune now is play, and night is bright as day. Yeah, this is this is an excellent stanza, you know, uh, because uh, you know not only has uh, has Christ defeated death, but there's still you know there's still the world. The the, the world is also uh, raging against us, and uh, particularly today, you know, we we look at all the troubles facing our our country, troubles facing our youth, troubles yep. even uh, challenging the church. Nevertheless, the world rages against us, but we can still disdain its fury. It's not, it's not going to conquer us. Because its work is all in vain. Right. I, I can't tell you how many times I read authors from previous years that said the church will be going out of existence. And instead... In some places, it's growing faster than ever, such as in South America, in Africa. And, and we do have occasionally things here, even in the United States, as people flock to church uh, during times where they need the Lord. Yeah. Africa, once thought of as the dark continent, there are now more, more Christians in Africa than any other continent on earth. Oh, I did not know that. Oh yes. yes. In fact, they're they're actually sending they're actually sending missionaries abroad. Yes, yes, I I was aware of that. 
So this is hard for people in our church to sing, that my heart from care is free, no trouble troubles me. And yet a lot of times they are troubled. So what's the message of the pastor? How do we get rid of those troubles? Remember, set our, set our minds on things above, as it says in Colossians. Well, remember, that... remember Christ has ascended, and uh, we, the body, where the head is, there the body shall be also. That's the, epistle, above. that's the epistle reading for Easter, yes. Colossians 3. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. See, we've already died. Right. There has to be a death, and that has occurred when? When Christ himself was, uh, uh, when Christ himself gave his life on the cross. But when did our death occur? Oh, in our baptism, we're, yes. dying, we're dead to sin. In our baptism, right. we are dead to sin, and we're alive we're in Christ. Buried with Christ. So right. that's a great passage you brought up from Colossians. Okay, I'll, I'll read stanza six. Now I will cling forever to Christ my Savior true. My Lord will leave me never. Whate'er he passes through, he rends death's iron chain, he breaks through sin and pain, he shatters hell's grim thrall, I follow him through all. Now, isn't that interesting? It's not me who rends death from iron chain, or me that breaks through sin and pain, it's Christ. Right. That shatters hell's grim thrall. Now, what's another word for thrall? Let's see. He shatters hell's grim thrall. I we, his whelming, overwhelming. Yes. The great fear. That. Yeah. That's that's. Remember. What's the meaning of the first commandment? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Luther says we should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Yes, that word fear is there. And that is a fear, not of hell, but it's a kind of a fear, I best describe it, that children, whether they realize it or not, are in fear of their parents because of the possibility of discipline and punishment. Yes. And that's what moves them often to be obedient. But in Christ's case, he shatters hell's grim thrall. And therefore, I follow him through all. Now, I will cling forever to Christ, my Savior, true. 
that often is not true here on earth, that we cling to him forever. Because every time we sin, we're clinging to the devil. But in our act of repentance, that's a clinging to Christ. That's right. We always return, we always return to his promises. It, it, we, we fall into sin more times than we like to think. But we always return to the promises of forgiveness, life, and salvation in Jesus Christ. We return to the promises of our baptism. Yes. In fact, my favorite preaching time, I don't know about you, is at funerals because you have a message that everybody is listening to. Is this person lying in the coffin? What's going to happen to him or her as they are believers in Christ? And we can give the good news that, yes, though they deserve temporal and eternal punishment, that punishment was taken to the cross and Christ paid for it by being crucified. And Tom, God gives us the answer to those difficult questions in the last stanza. He brings me to the portal that leads to bliss untold, whereon this rhyme immortal is found in script of gold. Who there my cross has shared finds here a crown prepared. Who there with me has died shall here be glorified. This brings in the personal pronouns again. He brings me to the portal that leads to bliss untold. What's uh, another synonym for portal? Gate. Yes, opening to heaven. That's called the office of the keys. Office. The office of what? Of the keys. Oh, office of the keys. I see. I see. Mm, Yes. That he gave to the disciples, whosoever sins you remit, heaven is open. A wonderful hymn for Easter. And we see that it will be sung in many churches, but there are so many Easter hymns that this will be sung sometime during the Easter season. Thanks so much, Mark Smith, for helping me with one of your favorite hymns, Awake My Heart with Gladness, and we will experience that gladness this coming Sunday. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.